on TV, online, and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. The presidential primaries are quickly approaching and both Republicans and Democrats are throwing their hats in the ring. It's already a crowded field of candidates all vying for the nation's top job. So can anyone carve out a clear path to the White House? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's get started. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. Campaign season is ramping up as the U.S. presidential field continues to expand, especially on the GOP side. Former President Donald Trump was among the first to declare his candidacy for the Republican nomination. Since then, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former Vice President Mike Pence, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, U.S. Senator Tim Scott, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie are just some of the contenders who have declared their candidacies. While the field continues to expand, President Trump remains the GOP frontrunner and is dominating the polls among potential primary voters. On the Democratic side, President Joe Biden and announced his attempt to run for re-election in April. He is already the oldest president in history and would be 86 years old at the end of a second term. Many Democratic voters have indicated they would like to see a different candidate. Author and spiritual advisor Marianne Williamson was the first primary challenger for President Biden. Then Robert F. Kennedy Jr., a member of one of the most famous American political families, announced he is also running for president. Here's how some of the candidates are framing the race. Thanks to Joe Biden's socialist spending calamity, American families are being decimated by the worst inflation in half a century. Banks are failing, our currency is crashing, and the dollar will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat in over 200 years. With such a calamitous and failed presidency, it is almost inconceivable that Biden would even think of running for re-election. You know what happened in the last election? They cheated and they rigged the election. But I promise you this, when I stand on that debate stage and compare our records, it will be radical Democrats' worst nightmare. Every power that a government takes from the people, it will never give up voluntarily without a demand. And the second rule is that any power that they take, they will ultimately abuse to the ultimate extent possible. And that is just a rule of political science. For more, let's bring in Calvin Dark, a global affairs commentator. Calvin, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Good to be here. So the 2024 presidential campaign is taking shape. How many more candidates do you think will announce their bids for the White House? Well, I think we're at the end or just about at the end of more Republican candidates coming into the field. But I think the most important thing is that all of the candidates, except one, lack the very thing that Republican voters this election cycle want, and that is Trump. And so I think what we're going to see is that 
anybody other than Trump only has a chance if, say, Trump, for example, is not available due to legal issues or something else. So I think whenever we see the different candidates, each of them offers something that on paper looks pretty good, you know, with a former vice president with a resume that makes sense. You have those who are, you know, less chaotic, more reasonable, those who are more moderate that can appeal to independent voters, maybe moderate Democrats. But all of those things, as good as those qualities may be in any other election, are not what the electorate is calling for on the Republican side. And so I think that's what is going to be the biggest challenge for all the Republican candidates, except for Donald Trump. So is a growing number of contenders for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination maybe just fully clearing the way for a Donald Trump victory? It looks like the math would work that way because we know that no matter what Trump does, no matter what the headline is, he's going to have between 30 and 40 percent of that Republican base. And so if there are five, six, seven, ten candidates by the time the primaries end, we're going to be seeing Donald Trump with 30 to 40 percent, which will be enough for him to get the nomination. I think what's really important to think about is something that uh, New Hampshire's governor, uh, Sununu, said this week when he announced that he wouldn't be running for the Republican nomination. He said that those in the race, still in the race around November, December, who were still polling and the single digits needed to get out. Because at that point, they would be only serving their own vanity or own um, personal uh, ambitions for running for the office and paving the way for Trump. Now, it remains to be seen who will listen to that, because every candidate, when they run for office, says they're doing it to win. And once you're in it, it's really hard to accept that that's not a possibility and get out. So Marianne Williamson and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. have jumped in the race to challenge Democratic incumbent President Biden. While it is a long shot for either to capture the Democratic nomination, there is a sentiment out there from voters, especially from the younger generation, who say they want fresh ideas and a younger candidate. Is President Biden a weak candidate this time around? Well, I would say Biden has weaknesses, and you've highlighted the two biggest ones. One is that you have many voters, particularly progressives, who don't believe that in his first term so far that President Biden has paid enough of attention to their progressive policy priorities. You also have many Democrats and many independents who really take issue with Biden's age. And so when you combine those two things, that's why you see Marianne Williamson and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. polling, you know, far beyond behind Biden, but, you know, polling significantly because it's a that it's an expression of that frustration that a lot of voters are seeing. And I think in the case of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., we're seeing that voters know more about his name than about his policy positions, which are not in the mainstream. And I think once voters know those, they would probably give that support a second look. But once again, I don't think either of those candidates are serious competition for Biden for the Democratic nomination. Interesting points that you're making and in some of that support. Do you feel that the DNC um, would maybe cave to some pressure to host debates? Will they entertain this idea so that voters can hear from candidates and learn more about their policy ideas? 
Absolutely not. And, you know, I never like to say anything without much certainty, but this I can say it. The Democratic um, Party is all in on for Biden. Um, he's the incumbent president. And so they've made that decisions and that that won't there won't be a debate. I think one of the other reasons is, is let's say tomorrow the leaders of the Democratic Party said, well, you know, let's at least have a debate so we can show folks that we're entertaining these newer, fresher ideas. Well, you'd have about a dozen Democrats who would say, wait, hold on. If I'd known that, I may have um, put my hat in the ring to run against Joe Biden. So for those reasons, we're not going to see any more on the debate stage other than Biden, whose debate stage is going to be every day behind the Oval <laughs> Office desk um, being president. So the post-COVID world is still working to get back to pre-pandemic economic output. In addition, there are many international challenges, including inflation, worker shortages, the Russian-Ukraine war, and rising tensions between the U.S. and China. Do you think these trying times are prompting voters to maybe want a different way forward? Well, voters are always going to want a different way forward compared to the person who's in power when they see problems around them, as you've mentioned. Um, one of the things a mentor told me a long time ago was that every election is the most important election of our lifetime. No one ever says this election isn't important. But I think when we look at what voters are going to be concerned about, it's going to be the economy as it is every election. And one of the challenges that Biden has is on paper, the Biden economy is doing better and better. But until people feel it in their pocketbooks, they won't know they won't have that reflected in their vote. So I think the Biden campaign is really counting on by next November having that effect in people's pocketbooks as well as the macroeconomic indicators. And that will be the thing that voters vote most on. Great. We'll have to leave it there. Calvin Dark, thanks so much for joining us. More ticker news right after this. 